Good morning, coffee moaners. How Good are morning. you this morning? Have you had a moan yet this morning? I have. I had a moan. I did. I had a moan we because were I, I had to come exhausted. downstairs to sleep for a little bit. Yeah, mm. and then the dog was running round. And bless her toffee, pitter patter, pitter patter, pitter patter, pitter patter, pitter patter, pitter patter. And I just, I had to lie with my hand on her I tummy, do feel which is for sweet, her. sweet. I do feel She's for her. She's got these little skin tags, bless She's her. got these things that old ladies well, get, and they're just so itchy. Well, they're called skin tags, jelly we, we, spots. We're considering giving, helping her by having cosmetic surgery. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be cosmetic because it's driving her crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Has anybody else got a dog that has this. What? Well, has this Oh, thing? right, they're, what you just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, jelly, they're literally jelly spots. My nan had them. I mean, these are things that I had one on the back of my thigh. You know, you get little jelly spots, but they become a little bit kind of... Um... Jamie went to the GP once and he snipped it off. Not only just snipped it off, he put something over it that froze it, pulled out a little kind of garrote, put the, put the um, thread oh, no. around oh. it, went like that, and at the end of it, he went, would you like to take it with you, sir? Did he? I looked well, at this it. I is thought, the strange. Why do you just have to be disgusting? This is this is the strangest thing ever. Because those of you that know us well know that Mark doesn't do anything medical, physical, nothing without me nagging him for a year. And yeah, he went and had this. Didn't tell me for months till months afterwards. I had no idea. It was really weird. And then I, and then I said, feel my thigh. Because obviously in his head, it was a massive deal. But for what? me, I didn't really notice it. It was, you know, yes, it was. Especially, you know, if there are certain angles that you could be caught at. I don't know who'd buy, but, you know, you could be caught at certain angles. And it just, I just thought, well, that but would who, be... who are you going to get caught by certain angles? Your we don't, angles. We don't do angles. Babe, are you past <laughs> angles? What's your favourite angle? Well, actually, we don't. <laughs> no, come get... on, what's your favourite angle? I'm not talking about angles. I love a I've never angle. understood them. I love you. Know, you know like an isosceles saying, uh, triangle. Is that the one that looks like that? <laughs> That's not a triangle. No, no, is I, that an isosceles like that? An isosceles. Well, we we've moved from angles to triangles. Do you like an obtuse or do you like an acute? I could never remember the difference. I think I like an acute angle. Which is the acute one? Like that. Oh, Lee. Sharp. Lee, you made us laugh so much yesterday. So funny. My mum came round and she was laughing again at you. Like, you take me for Properly outraged for you. And Lee, we've got a new a new title for another project for you called Lee by Example. Oh, what do you think? You have, have to, that one for nothing. You have to go to Lee uh, Lee Peart's Instagram and check out his um, post. <laughs> He's gone on holiday right. by accident, basically. Maybe Lee is more likely to answer me. Lee Peart, which what's your favourite angle? Right, okay, everyone, what's your favourite favorite angle? angle? Let's do this. We will get to the news, but we, as you know, we like a bit of... I bomb. think your favourite angle is it's all in the eye of the beholder. Okay, I'm going to actually answer this. Yeah, so I was worried about you seeing me from a certain angle. So is a hexagon an angle or a shape? No, it's a shape. <laughs> <laughs> it has angles. Because I've always liked a hexagon. That's not an answer to the question. So do you like the angles within a hexagon? What are the angles within a hexagon? No, <laughs> no, they have to be joined I up. I think they're all obtuse. Zoe, what are you on about? I didn't, right, okay, do you want, literally want to be, have it unpacked as to why we're here? <laughs> I had a jelly, all right, I was kept <laughs> no, up all no, night by a dog that, bless her, was scratching a jelly spot, so I was stroking her tummy. We then told you the story that I had a jelly spot removed from my thigh. 
She said, you did it without me knowing. I said, because I was worried that from a certain angle, it wouldn't be attractive. She said, what angle? I said, do you do angles? We got to angles. I said, I we don't. Your favorite no, angles. no. I said, what, what? You said somebody at a certain angle would see it and not find it nice. Do you want I me said, to spell it out and draw look, I said, who's going to be looking at you from an angle? Those moments in life when you're looking up at me, babe. And then I said, we don't do angles. And I said, I hope we do, because <laughs> that was an odd angle the other day. <laughs> but anyway... And then we got on to what's your favourite angle? Zoe, right, I've caught up and I'm still <laughs> A cute old Tiggy, that, that deserves a card. Send your address to Michelle. What? Tiggy says, a cute angle. Oh, God, you're going to get a signed card. Smart ass. Oh, Lee, here's Lee. He's coming My favourite is obtuse because I like the word, not the angle. Oh, oh yeah. I love him when he's a full wanker. I love it. I sometimes can see Lee Peart with a scroll. Can't you? Yes. And, and well, no, he's got a funny story about a that. A scroll and a, as a, dressed as a scribe. He's got a story about that. I don't know why. <laughs> I'll drop that analogy, <laughs> that image now, I think. Uh, Tiggy, acute. That's too cute. That's too cute. Um, so obtuse, says Jane Bentley. Obtusely, I love an acute, <laughs> says Vicky Waiting. I like that. Um, morning, Lee Durrant. Happy for, it was happy 40th, wasn't it, for Monday? Happy, yeah. I hope you had a, a good one. Oh, a perpendicular one, says Meg. Oh, that, I that love that one? word. Perpendicular. You know it's why like you like it. It's like discombobulated. I just love, I love, I love it. You like it because it's perpendicular. Oh, Mark. What? Why do you have to I always say dick? I found the dick in the perpendicular. Perpendiculator. And then you know why you like, what's the other word you just said you liked? Dis I think you like the word because it's got dick in. Because let's face it, most men like their dicks more than anybody else likes them. That's the last time I let you see <laughs> from that angle. You're not seeing any angles. Not, I don't know what to take that. Well, you were always playing with them and talking no, about them. No, you're not playing with you're them. You were always talking about them. The other no. day, right, we were filming. We were talking about nipples later. The other day we were filming and I, and I was a little bit behind Mark. Mark was a little bit in front holding the camera. And I went, I stopped. I went, you're bored and you look bored and you look like you're playing with your balls. I you went. I don't. <laughs> I don't play with my balls. No, but you had your hand out Hang of on. your trousers. And I don't like men who do play with their balls in public. No, I was you're in the not same... one that does it in public. I was but in... you do do it in front of me. Hang on a minute. The other day, I was in such agony in the gym. Such agony, because I'd obviously rushed my shorts on too fast. The leotard inner lining was obviously caught in, in its like, you know, when it goes inside. And you wouldn't, of course, go to the loo and sort your ningles out. <laughs> ningles? More me angles. So, I'm running on the running machine, and it dawns on me quite quickly that my testicles are on the wrong side of my body. Oh. Yeah. And Do they only go on one side? They shouldn't be where they were. I knew that. I always imagine with those shorts, one goes either side. I was in absolute agony. Does one go either side? They can do. Depends where you put them. Anyway, they were I've in completely the wrong... They were in completely so the wrong... They have to lay on Yeah, the I know that, darling. How does he run on a running machine? Anyway, so I, rather than in any way adjust myself in that, I just suffered the pain and ignominy and pain and agony of having my balls wrapped round the back of my back. <laughs> in fact, one of my balls was exactly where my jelly spot was. And it shouldn't have been there. Oh, God. Anyway, so this 
Combobulated. Edward says you say you're showing off. Perpendicular. So we've done well there. Too much information, says Jackie Valina. I agree. Still laughing though. Still laughing. You're a mucky bugger, Jackie. So anyway, so we've established <laughs> our favourite angles. And clearly Nadia's... Who has big balls? I need to hear this story, says Victoria Moore. You really don't. <coughs> no, okay. this is a real story. So what are we going to talk about? You may, looking at the title of today's Coffee Moaning, you might be forgiven for thinking we're only obsessed with kind of, you know, sort of toilet humour. Uh, sperm Can I just ask one question yes. just quickly? Because I am now musing over this and I'm over worried what? it's going to distract me from the news. Balls don't go either side. What do you mean? Do they go together to one side depends, or the other? And do they always go to one side? Depends on countless different circumstances. Oh, right, OK, well, forget you want, I asked the question. Them all? No, forget it. No, you seem Just curious. generally, do they go separately or together? D there is no generally about it. Right. If you've got enormous scrotum, Mark, they will. don't say scrotum. Why not? Because it makes people feel sick. Only when you then say <laughs> it looks like bacon rind. That made me feel sick. I literally can't believe this conversation. Please get on with the news. Okay. So the okay, news, today, so, so the today news. we're going to be doing sperm donor anonymity. Oh, there's a surprise. Nipple fear. Uh, does alcohol really give you beer goggles or does it just give you Dutch courage? Apparently, it's scientifically proven that it doesn't give you beer. It doesn't why make you just, people beautiful. Why have just read the story? Oh, sorry. That's, that's what we're going to discuss. No, yeah, but I thought I'd get them heated up about it. Anyway, yeah. It, the, new research suggests that it's not about alcohol giving you beer goggles. It gives you Dutch courage. And we're going to look at... Well, don't say it. Well, now you really have ruined the story. I want to absolutely angle you. Oh, I want an angle grinder. Um, and sex-compatible zodiac signs. Yep, it's what it's that time of year. I think once a year, everyone that does anything like this around the news has to do, is your zodiac sign? What's your most compatible Mark sex Mark said we're, we're in a perilous per state, state if we're having to talk about zodiacs. I said, but people love it. People love it. People love talking about star signs. And this is sexually compatible. So people are going to be even more interested. The weird thing about the set, before we get to it though, whenever I, girls at school would always bring in Just 17 or magazines or whatever they were that said, you know, you're best, you're best matched with this. And then sometimes, I'm sure there was one year where one sign wasn't talked about at all. And people get, get confused. They think I should only hunt for people of this star sign. Don't you think that's a bit weird? Oh no, I can't go out of the music Capricorn. No, but I think oh, it's no, no, like, it's yeah, but it's like anything like that, isn't it? It's like people with religion or with, it, I just think it's really strange, yeah. To, but I think it always comes from fear. So it's about like, people like to feel like secure, don't mm. they? So if you've got boundaries and you've got rules and regulations, hopefully it will all work out, but there's no I think I, For me, astrology, I, I, I like the magic of it. I like the design of it. I love the artistry We were talking about it. this a few weeks ago, weren't we? We were talking about that book, Love Signs. Do you mm. remember? We were talking about this. Mm. How everybody had it as girls. You'd have a girls' oh, night in. Yeah. And you'd have this massive Love Signs book. The nine times out of ten at some point would fall on your face. It was so heavy. I always and we'd spent ages just... Mm. Oh, and that's what I feel so sorry for this generation because everything is... Tick, 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 tick. Yeah. But we would spend ages, just like with each individual's pages, talking about, you know, trying to match a boy with what it was saying in the in the um in the chapter about your perfect sex match. And of course he loved it. But oh. deep down you knew it's all a lady. I once went on a date 
and where we ended up going back to this this, this woman's flat and and she had an enormous kind of i guess it was like a carpet on a wall i always worry when you go somewhere and there's a carpet on a wall i don't know why i always get a bit as Dina would say, this isn't another one of your girlfriends. No, no, is no, it? no, it didn't last long enough. Um, and, and on the wall, this carpet was the astrological sort of chart, you know, the circle. And at the bottom were all of the kind of astrological signs, and there were tarot cards, and there was all sorts of shit. She had one of those rugs that you almost had to wade through, you know. To oh, get... a shag pile. Yeah, yeah, well, it was. <laughs> certainly, certainly Do you remember carpet became. burns? Did you get them from a shag pile though? I thought no, that was you'd from... get them from a cheap carpet. You'd get them from an office carpet. God, I remember once having a terrible, terrible carpet burn. But that was from a. Yeah. What was it? From? No, it's all right. What was it from? <laughs> was it Carry a funny on. angle? Carry on, we've digressed. We've Sorry, we're different both very ADHD. Give, different carpets give different bur bur burns. I find. Yes, and I... cheap ones give the worst. Right. Where did? Where's the most common place to get? Uh, carpet burn, though. The worst place. The most Anywhere. common place. Agony. Knees. 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 Bum bum. Chin. Chin? <laughs> no, God, someone... You were sort of... You were back to angles again now. Someone... I, I, I have not... What even, angle is that? I remember a friend, a friend of mine... A fr oh, elbows. Those were terrible. Oh, elbows, because there's not a lot of flesh. No, there's not You're a lot. through to the bone. Really and also, it, it gets so quick that you can't do anything. Okay? You're, no, then you're so like... That's it. <laughs> literally. It's awful. Oh, and you didn't have Netflix then that you could no. watch when you were injured and, and in the do anything else. I remember it happening on a Hessian rug. Right, like now we've rope. gone too far. It was like Now rope. we've gone too far, that as always. More than a carpet ball. ball, ball on burn. your balls, Lee. How would you get carpet burns? Lee, that's an that's too much information. <laughs> can't work. You can bloody talk. They know everything about you. Lee, nothing. that is not too much information at all. Mark has, has given you way too much information. Well, your friend with the with the partner with the enormous balls, he must he must get all sorts of problems on carpets. Anyway, you're safe with lino, says Catherine Cronin. Yes. Okay, so sperm donor anonymity. Let's oh God, talk about this. Pink ladies got infected on her knees. Oh, they'd go <laughs> that brown. They'd go a light brown colour, yeah, wouldn't they? Yeah, 70s and 80s, you could spot a carpet burn anywhere. And if anyone ever tried to tell you something wasn't a carpet burn, you'd go, all oh, right. Just like if somebody tries to tell you a love bite isn't a love bite, oh. you know. It's got a certain hue uh, to it. It's got a hue to it. Well, and also the colour it goes when it's healing is the same colour as a very sort of pink pepperoni on a pizza. Mm. You know that, you know that colour. Okay, um, so sperm donor anonymity. This is a story that, <laughs> that, Nad yeah, that Nadia pulled about a sperm donor in America, a chap called Dylan Stone Miller, um, who uh, at a difficult time in his younger life when uh, he needed sort of money for kind of legal fees because he'd been done for petty crime and stuff like that. Um, he needed to make ends meet and all this sort of stuff. He donated his sperm uh, for $100 a pop. Um, and um, he's now much older, he's 32. He's had a kid, he, I think he's separated from his wife with his child now though. But this is the story of him where he, when, he, when he donated his sperm, he checked the box or ticked the box to say that if they wanted to, these children uh, could contact or they could make contact, the families could make contact. I wonder, that's interesting, isn't it? Because at that point, mm. when you tick that box, 
And, and it is lacking world? massively, yeah, this, this, this article, mm. shame on you, The Times, because you want to know, Why? I, my question would have been when you ticked that box, what were you hoping for? Mm. Or were you just covering yourself in case? And as a mother of somebody, you know, if you saw the person, the sperm donor sort of hovering over, hmm, do I want them to contact me one day or not? I don't know, that's just, I just find that moment. Okay, so he... Very interesting. I can't believe the journalist didn't ask him why. Well, we haven't really told you the sort of full extent of the reach of his, his sperm donoring. Um, he's, he, essentially there are 96 children 96 that he, children. he donated sperm towards. Um, and of those 96, 20, the families of 20 of them have come back to him. And this is the story that he's wanting to set out set off literally with toys and children's books to spend time with his progeny, with his kids. He wants to meet as many of the 96 as possible. Um, the only quote, meaningful quote we've got from him is, am I a parent? He told a medical journal. It's not for me to say, but it feels like parenting every once in a while. What does that mean? What does that parenting mean? every yeah. once in a while? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so what do you think about this? Do you think he... Well, you actually knew somebody, didn't you, that you had a child from yeah. donor? A number of people you've known. Well, I made a life. film when I was at film college about yeah. um, the about being ch children of gay parents, and and, a num and, and I kind of interviewed some of the first so first kids that had been born to lesbian um, parents or gay gay parents, lesbian parents. Yeah, That's right, so, DK. Through through sperm donation, and and they didn't. One of them was absolutely comfortable with not knowing who they who they sort of biological father was and the other one absolutely wasn't um and i think dk just said there probably he just wanted to it may have well been a tip that box to give those was it altruism was mm. it like i've got to think into the future and this child this person might desperately want to know who i am mm. or was it more ego driven i will want to see all these 96 children or somewhere in between i don't know mm. but yeah i think that Whatever Re happens. Sorry, Jane Othman, refresh your thing because the picture quality is really good here. Um, he's a weirdo, says Catherine Jones. I okay. I I think the favourable way to look at this is, is that if anyone is <clears> going <throat> to donate sperm, not having known my father, I th I think it's I think it's right and fair to give the to, to simply hand the choice to the children. Would you? If you if you were in, you were you know you were desperate you had no money yeah and I was donating des and you know when you're younger these things are done I can be done so much more easily oh yeah well, I'll give you know I'll go and do a bit yeah, 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 yeah. go down the well pub, a friend of mine had his finger cut off and re-sewn on for a thousand pounds at college as a part of a, se a surgical uh, uh, you know when you know when the Only NHS a thousand and, pounds yeah that's what we said. He had it cut off. Yeah, he came down the pub. We had a pint of Ruddles County. Oh I remember God, him holding it and he story. had his finger back on. And we were like, how much? He bought us all beers. He was buying his beers. Jesus. Sounds quick. He shouldn't really be nothing beer. But that was Just back in 1990, whatever. But, um... I don't know, I, I just, I don't know whether he, I, we will never know why he did it. But I, no. I think when young, I don't think one is thinking like that, are you? If you're, if you're doing it for £100 a pop... Well, if you had been desperate, right? Yeah. And you, you'd given a sperm donation. Would you have ticked that box? Probably, given my own experiences. Yes, yeah, I would have given. I would have given the choice pain to the child. Of not knowing your father. Yeah, I would have given the choice to the child. Yeah. So sure. you come at it from the angle, actually, of really knowing your desperate need. I mean, your your childhood 
in lots of ways, was defined by that yearning for your, yes. for your father and well, to see your father walk down the road one yeah, day. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. And, and I think that's really important to say, is that there's this weird kind of thinking around people who aren't in your life, or fundamental kind of relatives or parents or kids. or what, Just because they're not in your life, there's this idea, I think, quite... And it's understandable. We sort of think, mm. oh, well, there's no relationship. That, they, that, it can actually be the all-consuming relationship. Yeah, that's what you were saying, you said, with your therapist. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. I thought was really interesting, that actually... I thought that was so... Actually, say that again, that actually it can be the biggest relationship. What well, can be the biggest relationship. And in many regards, it can be almost the most defining relationship, yeah. the most complicated, the most nuanced, Impactful. the most difficult to resolve, the most difficult to understand, the most difficult to do anything about, because, of course, there are certain obvious limitations to it such a fascinating thing you should never say well you had no relationship no, with your father because you didn't know you him do. i love that yeah. idea yeah. well actually you had a massive relationship yeah. because it consumed so much and of don't get me wrong I've, I've met him twice in my life but for various complicated reasons it, it, it didn't progress from there um mm. and and so that lack a or that, ab that absence that, yeah exactly relationship mm. but that lack or that absence is 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 something <coughs> that can and also as a grown adult, your sense of whether you want to know or not know really shifts and changes across your life. I mean, for me, it all became, it was thrown into sharp relief and, and focus at the point that I first became a parent, which was really young in my life. And at that point, you start to think about becoming a father. And so mm -hmm. you're thinking about your right. And so I did. That was when attempts, not by me, but on my behalf, by someone else were made to reach out. And, and that contact was made. And then it was stopped. Um, and um, and I think, again, I just think in this instance, I think I think absolutely the choice should be given to the child and the parents of the child, absolutely. What his intentions are, and I think wandering around with Very a kind of bag full of books and toys is a bit... Very scary for the mother. I would, so like from a mother's um, <clears throat> POV, I would be absolutely petrified. I would be so the, petrified. The mother of the child that... that yeah, I mean, I wouldn't get in their way, but yeah. I would be so petrified because... Yeah, what? <clears throat> because, you know, to, to, to use a sperm donor is such a huge thing. Nobody goes into that lightly. And you've got no idea what that person is like. Oh, look, here's someone who's actually Katie, Katie Lutfi. <clears throat> Excuse me, Lutfi. I'm, I'm a sperm donor. I'm sperm donor conceived. Mm. It is such a complex and mm. misunderstood situation. Mm. I can well imagine. And I mean, I, it, it was The biggest relationship <coughs> in your life. Like, Mark, do you, do you connect with what mm. Mark just said, though? I, I mean, I remember having a really, really robust and tense argument with a friend of my mum's who happened to be a lesbian um, who had had a child uh, in, this, in this way. Um, and... They were they were incredibly forthright and 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 oh, felt yeah. incredibly you know angry about the very possibility that the father of the donor could in any way or should in any way have any connection and they were That's coming wrong. they were coming at it from the perspective mm. of he's done it this way he should understand that and I, I kind of agree but but what I didn't feel this woman was under was thinking about was from the child's mm. point of view when that child's old this child isn't going to be a toddler or a kid not sort of just used to this they're going to ask because, a question because that 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 um, response from her was only about her yeah exactly it wasn't yeah. about anyone else it was like that's the neatest way for this to work for me yeah isn't it yeah 
And I think, um, I, and I do think there's that aspect to all of it which, <coughs> which can be forgotten, which is, and I don't mean selfish as in it's selfish to have children and all that, but there is an aspect of selfishness in having children. And I do think that, that can creep into it, that there's the rights of the parents having the child, but then there's a sort of lack of imagination to think, well, you know, how complicated is this going to be for the child when it's older? It's not this. It's complicated for everyone, regardless of what your parenting situation is. But why not just maximise the choices? That's the thing, I think. Allow the choice to be there, at the very okay. least. And then, and then, Andrew, <coughs> okay. and who was it there? And thank you, Jackie. Lots thank of people you. sending you hugs, Mark. Oh, um, um, Roxy. Somebody there was Sorry. saying that they were. Oh yes, Moira. Moira instance. I'm adopted and found my biological not no all roses. roses. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Like mm. if I was the mum of a child from a sperm donor, I'd be terrified when they made contact with them because I wouldn't know anything about them. And it's like, what sort of person might they be? Oh, my God. Well, it's really interesting. I'm really pleased you said that. I'm adopted and found my biologicals, not all roses. I'm not too sure if that show on ITV does deals with the kind of the, the not positives. I, I think there's real almost societal pressure and there's a taboo in the idea that reuniting or, or making connection can't be bad you know it's like it has to always be good it's like it's always got to be a, a sense of completion and and sort of finishing the circle and it isn't necessarily and mm. it can be in a sort of superficial sense on one level oh wow you're you i'm me that's wow that's weird and it is believe me the weirdest thing seeing someone you have a dna oh, connection with but then for me it became a much more complicated thing about nature nurture life endeavor mm emotion emotional intelligence and all that kind of stuff it became really really complicated for me and i think it doesn't get talked about i think there's almost like if you were to say oh yeah no we long lost whatever's you know the whole idea long lost sounds romantic doesn't it so that when reunited it's like a woo it's all got to be perfect and that's where i think it's a bit tricky i think if 20 of this guy's progeny have approached him families have approached him and said there's interest great i don't think you then tuck toys under your <coughs> arm and fill a bag full of children's books saying i'm going to find them all I think you have to respect the fact that only some of them are going to Is that what to. he did? Yeah, I think he's, he's, he's his, his endeavour and his hope is to, to be... To find them all. Yeah. Mm. Oh, interesting. 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 Thank you for sharing your yeah. your, um, your experiences as well, though, guys. Um, okay, Dutch Courage. Beer goggles. Let's talk about beer goggles, and then we'll talk about nipple fear. So this is scientists. Oh, is scientists this... Scientists have said this. this scientists Cleveland, have found Ohio? that Dutch Courage oh, is nearly. real. It's University of Pittsburgh. But beer goggles are not, concluding that booze can give you the confidence to approach someone, but does not make them appear better Ooh. looking. Ooh. So we thought we could have some fun with this. Is that, is that vain? I thought there was a vein popping out. I thought my brain was about to explode. Who believes? I believe there's such a thing as beer goggles. So do I. Well, you can suddenly think, oh, actually, you're really attractive. But did it's you... not, <clears throat> I, I'm sorry, I just, I don't, I don't know how they can have scientifically found this out. Well, did you, when you dig into their test and how they did it, it's really odd. It's really odd. Um, they essentially, they were invited in to look at images of people. Um, and, and yeah, so they were, they were told they would have the opportunity to meet some of the people they selected in the Im images in a subsequent phase. The study said the prospect of being able to meet, flirt, or perhaps engage immediately with the people in the images made the scenario more realistic. When I looked at how they went about this, bringing these men into a room, giving them drink, 
and then saying, here are the photographs of, of people. Course, that's, that's not going to... That's not realistic yeah, at all. Yeah, you've got to be in a club, the music's going, you've sort of like, you've had a bit of a look round, there's nobody else, and then you have another drink. And I mean, you cannot put this into a lab. No, I don't think you And come up with any answers. Sorry, scientists. No. You can't. I mean... Elaine Denning, is... I wholeheartedly disagree with the scientists. When you're drunk, you can make very, very bad judgments. Yeah, and you can, and you can con yourself into because the thing is it's like when you get <laughs> Lee into Durham, soppy... I love absolutely everyone when we're in the <laughs> yeah it's that soppy drunk is it gonna just tell you something yeah just before I get drunk I think this is a load of old nonsense I think I think this idea in Pittsburgh that if you if you that it's it basically the idea that it gives you the kind of it fortifies. I think it's a bit of both. Of I think it what, what drink does it, it makes you confident to talk to people, but it also completely reduces your not standards is horrible because that would suggest there's people that. But you know, your, whatever your own personal kind of preferences are. Well, let's just let's just be honest. Fly your standards. Out the All right, yeah, well, they fly <laughs> out the window, and suddenly someone you wouldn't necessarily look twice at. You, you, you're jumping all over. Can is you remember right? the last time you had beer goggles? Because oh. we met sober. Well, we did, yeah. Because we... we worked together first. I always say it's the best way to meet somebody is when you work with them. Yeah, and then... Because you can have a good look at them, see what they're like, see what their behaviour's like. But yeah, I mean, well, yeah, no, well, before we met. I mean, so <laughs> it wasn't with you, but I mean, beer goggles is... I do, I do, you wouldn't end up in so many sort of stupid situations, exactly, would Nora, you? Exactly, you can't recreate that vibe in, in a, a lab. lab. It's the vibe. <laughs> yeah, Zoe Agnew, 100% happens to be most times. Um, yeah, this is why I think sober dating is the only way forward. Yeah. You know the lovely guy from... Um, Married oh, at First Sight. Married at First Sight. He did a whole post on this the other day about, um, <clears throat> about how, you know, he loves a drink and all of that. He said that he just cannot recommend <coughs> enough that you must have your first date sober. Karen Ula says, a dark nightclub after 10 double vodkas and Cokes versus sober in the daylight. There's no comparison. I mean, <laughs> look, what, I mean, one of the other issues with beer goggles is, and I do think this is an aspect, this is quite a literal, I'm talking optics here from a sort of cinematography, filming, photographic perspective. When you're in dark environments, in clubs, you're drinking, you know, there's a kind of vignette, isn't there? Or there's a natural vignette to everything you're seeing. So stuff is a bit blurry edged, you're on the dance floor, it's all a bit it's all a bit fudgy. I've been in situations where it hasn't necessarily taken that much alcohol for me to think this is a particular sort of thing. And then you kind of suddenly the light flashes on them and you and you're like, oh my god, oh, what's no, going when you on? Get that flash, yeah, and you're, you're like, like <laughs> and suddenly it's that it's that moment where you catch yourself on a selfie, you know, looking for But I think but I think that um also Deep down in all of that, this is what I love about human beings. Often people will have sex, end up going back, having sex with each other, because actually just what they want is human contact. So I think that that need for to be like close with somebody is always there. What is it they say? Five hugs a day or, you know, you need to, people need to be touched on a regular basis. Humans do. And so that will end now. up, <laughs> you know, so often people will end up getting pissed, having the beer goggles, they think that what it is just about is about sex without realising actually it's about that need yeah. to have human contact. So yeah. did the scientists look at that side of it? Yeah. It's not just bravado, it is a need. It is a need to connect. Jane Bentley, I got drunk and fell asleep on my now husband. That clearly worked. <laughs>
Well, there we go. Now, quickly, just before we head off, nipple shame. I just wanted to, this story came up before. Florence Pugh's done another interview. She talks about the fact that she had that huge backlash, didn't she, to wearing that sort of pink, I love that, that pink Valentino dress that she wore last year. And everyone had a complete sort of meltdown about the fact that her female nipples were on show. And I just want to ask a simple question. Why is it all right to show men's nipples and not women's? Okay. So if it was a big night out like that, big glamorous night, and you had your nipples out, would people not be just as, as shocked? Mm, I hadn't thought about I mean, the that. thing is... I can't stand I am men all, with their nipples out. I am all for people doing exactly what they want. But I think in a situation where it's a big night out or a dinner or whatever, men would be judged as much for having their nipples out as women. Do you think? Yeah. I don't think so. I think I think I think it would be unusual. I mean, if you think say well, Jason, no, Jason Momoa right. turns yeah. up with a great big medallion and, and his chest's shirt. open and his his, yes, his hairy right, nipples actually, are, are spilling out, no one would comment at all. It would be expected. I just want to know why the aureola of a man is considered fine to look at, even walking down a street. You know, when you see the most sort of self kind of regarding man with an enormous stomach that they've invested huge amounts of beer into and their tops off and their nipples are out people aren't up in arms but if a woman was to do that everyone would have well a freak it's the out. same Why? reason people get so annoyed if a woman breastfeeds it's because boobs are totally sexualized but the thing is if you're wearing a beautiful dress and you're showing your nipples you do want attention yeah I mean, I think she looked absolutely glorious and I would have no problem. And if I bumped into her on the carpet, I'd go, oh my God, your tits look amazing. Yeah. I would have no problem with it. Yeah. But you do want attention. Now, listen, I don't have a problem with people wanting attention. I'm a show off. I love getting attention. It makes me laugh my head off when people try and like, will troll and say, oh, she's such a show off or she's attention seeking. Everybody in the entertainment industry is. <laughs> You're all Da, 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 da. It's part of of being an entertainer, bit, being a presenter. Yeah. And so you're when you're walking down a red carpet mm. with a see-through dress, you want attention. Now, unfortunately, you're also going to get negative attention because there are going to be people that are jealous mm. of the fact that she looks so beautiful and she can she doesn't have to lift them up and throw them over her shoulders. You know, she's got great boobs. You know, so. Mm. That that you know you you're always going to put yourself in the firing line for that. It's just I just it, it really frustrates me. It fr there's something about this that frustrates. I mean, she you know she goes on in this interview to say it's because we are terrified of our bodies. I get what you're saying. I mean, the way I think people are terrified <coughs> of their beauty. Isn't it I weird? think that's what it was. Yeah, beauty maybe and jealousy. I, I think yeah. I think that I think that and your power and your confidence. Like, it's like I'm talking to Florence now. Um, that's what it is like. We were talking a few weeks ago about comp compersion, which is just the joy, the pure joy in somebody else's joy. And that's what you have to do. If you get a stab of jealousy because somebody looks so beautiful, you just go, oh my, you just, you just or, feel that joy for that just person. just turn the, turn and the other buttock cheek. And you don't have to feel jealous and trolly yeah, and nasty. turn the other buttock cheek. Natasha Milton, I'm with you, Marky. Here in Israel, these men with the bellies and the bare chests are everywhere, yeah, while us women are left to sweat in layers of... That's what I mean. It's it that really side makes of it. me sick, that. That's such a hypocrisy. The T-shirt tucked into your jeans. Mind you, we do all have a go about but it. But I find it's it really... Disgusting. I mean, I drove past a bus stop the other day and there was there was a guy there with his top off and his stomach out. And I, it's terrible, isn't it? I, and it's the girls like, say they find it really intimidating. I find it intimidating. Maybe there's some men listening here 
that do this completely unwittingly and don't realise it's intimidating, but it is. You might not know it, but I'm telling you, it is. Do you think sometimes it's because I think there is a, it's an attitudinal so thing many as well? Because sometimes when, when you're at a gig or you're somewhere and there's a guy and they've got a great big stomach out and they're just like that, and it's I just. I don't think it matters. No, if it's it doesn't great matter about stomach. the size. It's not about that. Anything. But what seems to happen is, is when when it's a bit like this, or like take it or leave it, or. And I just but I'm the same with a big muscly. I, I find it like, and, and and the girls will say that they say it's threatening, like a yeah, really yeah, muscular yeah. Um, guy as well. It's just it's just a man, no t-shirt. There's a certain kind of arrogance that I think is a bit intimidating for women. Yeah, and and yet women are sort of shamed if they show to. I don't know. I just. Can I ask you one thing? No, Why, no, when no, men no. are running towards a fight, do they rip their shirts off? <laughs> what like Jacks in uh, in uh, yeah Vanderpump because the shirt. Is I've never I've never run towards a fight because... and ripped my shirt off. No, but 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 I think it's, it's primal. not to save the shirt. It's primal it's because the raw no. But I'm saying there's a connection here. It's like to take that off. It's it's like you're vulnerable, but you're not. Yeah. Do you know when you take the shirt hit off? Me. I'll do this naked. There's a kind of hit me. <clears throat> see, yeah. what, see what will happen if you hit me. It's yeah. it's a Tarzanic kind of thing. I They've digress. seen Gladiator too often, says Catherine. I Brennan. digress a little, but yeah, who digress. has seen below deck sailing yacht? The whole sexual no, assault below, down under. Below, down, down under. under. With the sexual assault <coughs> episode. We watched it the other night. It was so shocking. Yeah. The most shocking thing I've ever seen on reality. Yeah, that no, was quite something. Okay. We witnessed something that is going on. Every single day in every corner of the world, it was so shocking. We should really chat about it. Yeah, it really was. DK one six one two. I wouldn't mind seeing Idris Elba <coughs> topless in the co-op. <laughs> it's funny though, isn't it? We can pick and choose those that we would like to see. I mean, fame and and status in that sense actually I'd kind be of qualifies a lot. If I saw him naked in the co-op, I'd would say, you? "Come on, Idris, that's a bit yeah. better from you." Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to. Oh, why don't you try wearing something with your nipples out? I might. Why does it? Oh, Come right, on. Okay. Um, um, we've run out of time. Yeah. So zodiac sign sexual compatibility. We'll have to wait for another day. I'm we'll afraid. do that tomorrow. Yeah, we will. Love you guys. Have a lovely day, everyone. We're Bye. now recording the curly cook.